voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone, for this Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. I'm Zane Townsend. And I'm Big Madawa. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Department of Homeland Security concerned for the next six months. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Mike Stanley will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast. Current temperature outside is a cloudy 82 degrees. And now on to our top story. The son of an 86-year-old woman killed in the Buffalo mass shooting is calling on Congress to act against domestic terrorism. Garnell Whitfield Jr., whose mother was the oldest of the 10 Buffalo victims, challenged senators at a hearing today. He told them, quote, what are you doing? You were elected to protect us, unquote. The emotional testimony came against the backdrop of intensifying Senate negotiations on a gun safety bill. The proposals are gaining traction but also raising concerns from Democrats and some advocacy groups who are pushing senators to do more, faster, to stem the tide of mass shootings across the nation. The Department of Homeland Security says a looming Supreme Court decision on abortion, an increase of migrants to the U.S.-Mexico border, and the midterm elections are potential triggers for extremist violence over the next six months. DHS said today in the National Terrorism Advisory System Bolton, the U.S. was in a, quote, heightened threat environment, unquote, already. It's the latest attempt by the DHS to draw attention to the threat posed by domestic violent extremists. That's a shift from alerts about international terrorism that were a hallmark of DHS following its creation after the September 11, 2001 attacks. The stars of the new Saudi-funded Gulf League have tried to fend off concerns about human rights abuses and signing up to accept hundreds of millions of dollars, despite the risk of being banned from long-standing events. After announcing he quit the PGA Tour to join the Live Golf Series, Dustin Johnson evaded questioning about the sources of the $25 million prize fund for each event flowing from Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund. Graham McDowell says he accepted it is, quote, incredibly polarizing, unquote, to join the tour. He even offered a reason why, citing the 2018 murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi in the Saudi consult in Istanbul. Human rights groups describe Saudi Arabia's efforts as sports washing its image. Stocks edged higher in the afternoon trading on Wall Street uh, today, but markets remain shaky as rising interest rates and pressured pressures from inflation spark concerns about economic growth. The S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, and the Nasdaq each rose 0.3%. Technology stocks did much of the heavy lifting to support the broader market. Retailers suffered some of the biggest drops. Target fell after it said it was canceling orders and slashing prices to clear out inventory, moves that will hurt its profits. Jam maker J.M. Schmucker jumped on solid quarterly earnings. Treasury yields eased slightly. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson scrambled to patch up his tattered authority after surviving a no-confidence vote that exposed his shrinking support in a fractured Conservative Party and raised serious doubts about how long he can stay in office. The fact that the vote was held at all highlighted concerns that the famously people-pleasing Johnson has become a liability with voters. The scale of the rebellion would have led some prime ministers to consider resigning, both Johnson defiantly vowing to, quote, get on with the job, unquote, the endgame may not be quick. 
In the meantime, Johnson faces serious questions about his ability to govern at a time of increasing economic and social strain. Coming up, a trial commences for a Western man facing murder charges. That and more news from across the tri-state when New Center 8 returns. Stay with us. Welcome to the WMUL Sports Flavor Parlor at FM 88.1. What can I get for you, man? Uh, I don't know. What kind do you have? We have all types of award-winning sports flavors. Here, try a sample of ferocious football. Dean takes the low snap, avoids the rush, will fire it down. Philly's got wide opening. Xavier Gaines at the 15-yard line. Gaines is going to take it into the end zone for a touchdown, thundering her. Wow, that was awesome. How about an earful of soaring soccer? Over the goal kicker's head, it will be a goal. Outside of the box, Jamil Roberts with a long goal. Try vicious volleyball. Set up by Coulter for Sierra DeBell. Down in the kill and a match for the thundering herd, 25 to 21. Slim in softball. Next pitch on the way. Harrell drives this one deep over into left field. Look up and say goodbye. Allie Harrell with a solo home run. Oh baby, this place is popping. Give me a serving of FM88 Sports for each day of the week. Coming right at you, right here on WMUL 88.1 FM. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the fifth oldest stadium in college football, Nippert Stadium. Buckeye Field, Columbus, Ohio, Thundering Herd, and the 24th ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Here in Raleigh, North Carolina, at Oak Field at Dale Park. At the UK Soccer Complex in the heart of bluegrass country, Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome back to Houston, Texas, the site of the 2008 Conference USA Softball Tournament. WMUL FM, Huntington. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Zane Townsend. And I'm Nick Mattawa. An Ohio man serving a life sentence for the shooting deaths of 11 family members in 1975 has died. Officials say 88-year-old James Rupert died Saturday at the prison system's Franklin Medical Center in Columbus. Rupert was living with his mother at her home in Hamilton when he killed her, his brother and sister-in-law and the couple's eight children. They were visiting for Easter. The shooting came after his brother asked him about his car, a remark that Rupert took as an insult because he thought his brother was judging him. The trial for a West Virginia man charged with murder in the fatal shooting of a police officer has begun after a judge denied a motion to move proceedings out of Kanawha County. The Associated Press reports testimony began yesterday in the trial of Joshua Phillips, who's charged with killing 28-year-old Charleston police officer Casey Johnson in 2020 when she responded to a parking lot complaint. Kanawha Circuit Judge Jennifer Bailey denied a defense motion to move the trial, saying the standard isn't whether jurors know the facts of the case, but whether they held such fixed opinions that they couldn't impartially judge the defendant. The board overseeing Kentucky's largest school district has filed a lawsuit over legislation that would shift some authority away from the panel. The Associated Press reports Jefferson County's Board of Education said yesterday that it sued State Education Commissioner Jason Glass in Jefferson County Circuit Court to block portions of the education measure from taking effect on July 14th. Officials say it targets the school district by shifting more authority to Superintendent Marty Polio and by limiting how often the board can meet. A Kentucky Department of Education spokeswoman said Glass is reviewing the lawsuit and, quote, respects his opportunity for the court system to provide final clarity, unquote, on the issue. 
Four hearings are coming up this summer to gather public comment on an Appalachian Power Co. and Wheeling Power Co. rate review. The review is an expanded net energy cost case. The West Virginia Public Service Commission says it's a narrow special purpose rate proceeding for electric utilities that allows recovery of some costs. The hearings will be June 22nd at the Ohio County Courthouse, June 27th at the Mercer County Courthouse, June 28th at the Cabell County Courthouse, and July 26th at PSC headquarters in Charleston. Each hearing will begin at 5.30 p.m. A company building a natural gas pipeline in Virginia and West Virginia wants new judges to hear the next round in its battle with environmentalists. The Associated Press reports that Mountain Valley Pipeline filed a motion last month asking the 4th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals to assign a new panel. The company argues the panel that has presided over 12 challenges is vacated or stayed all but two, effectively killing the Atlantic Coast Pipeline and threatening the same for Mountain Valley. While judges can sometimes remain with cases when they come up again, the company asserts that the circuit didn't follow its operating procedures. The Sierra Club and others urged the court not to grant the request. Coming up next, a serial rapist captured in Florida. That and more news from around the world, nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Hey man, you dropped something. That's okay, it's just trash anyway. Actually, it's not okay, it's littering. You should pick it up and throw it away. It would be even better to recycle it. What are some other ways I can help out on campus? Try picking up litter around campus, recycling soda cans, plastic bottles, and paper at the designated bins around campus, taking shorter showers to save water, or walk, ride a bike, or even carpool to cut back on air pollution. Thanks man, I appreciate it. Think green and be Marshall Green. Brought to you by your friends at the eco-friendly WMUL 88.1 FM. Wondering what to do on a dull day? Well, I get kind of tired of hearing that same old music. MUL's got real variety. From jazz and blues to rock and progressive. 88.1's the place to be. I'm at WMUL Marshall University. So there's this guy in your office and he just finished rehab and you don't know how to act around him. Okay, here's a few tips. Don't call him a loser. Do call him Larry, unless his name is John, then call him John. Don't remove the glue from the company envelopes, he's not going to sniff them. Do expect him to meet all his deadlines and don't be surprised when he does and oh hey, don't make fun of his addiction. You can, however, make fun of his 80s haircut. For more tips on how to support a recovering user or if you'd like to become one, call 1-800-662-HELP. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news pro- program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Zane Townsend. And I'm Nick Matawa. The United States has won a legal battle to seize a Russian-owned superyacht in Fiji and wasted no time in taking command of the vessel and sailing it away from the South Pacific nation. It wasn't immediately clear where the U.S. intended to take the 325 million armada, which the FBI is linked to the Russian oligarch Sulian Kurnovov. An hour or two before the superyacht left Fiji, the nation's Supreme Court lifted a stay, which had blocked the U.S. from seizing the vessel. The ship became a target of a U.S. task force launched in March to seize the assets of Russian oligarchs to put pressure on Russia to end the war. 
Advanced DNA technology helped detectives link the case of six women to a man accused of being the pillowcase rapist for a string of rapes back in the 1980s. Robert Collar is currently jailed in Miami-Dade County, where he faces charges for assaulting a woman in the early 80s as well. Broward County Sheriff Gregory Tony said today that Collar had may have committed 40 to 45 rapes, terrifying victims by breaking into their homes at night. He allegedly used a pillowcase or other fabric to cover his face or their face before assaulting them, tying them up, and stealing items from their houses. A young man has been arrested and charged with two counts of manslaughter and driving under the influence, causing injury in a Memorial Day weekend crash in Lincoln, Nebraska that killed two women and injured 20 bystanders. The Associated Press reports that 18-year-old Kevel Stark of Omaha surrendered to the police today. The crash happened the night of May 29th. The crowd watched classic cars cruise down the street. Police say Stark was driving a car nearly 90 miles per hour before he collided with another car. The impact killed both women in the other car and sent both vehicles onto the sidewalk, where they struck onlookers, watching the cruising event. It isn't yet clear if Stark has a lawyer who can comment on his behalf. Seven employees of a Tennessee Starbucks who were fired after starting unionization efforts have claimed victory after their Memphis store voted to join a wave of U.S. locations of the coffee chain they have decided to organize. The so-called Memphis Seven jumped for joy, hugged one another, and wept after a county held by the National Labor Relations Board showed an 11-3 vote today in favor of unionization of a Starbucks store near the University of Memphis. The group has pushed for a union for months, even after the fi- after their firing in February on allegations by Starbucks that they violated store security rules. A popular hiking trail in Joshua Tree National Park in California that leads to an oasis has been temporarily closed so bighorn sheep get undisturbed access to water. The National Park Service says the park is enduring extreme drought conditions and bighorn herds in the area are enduring extreme or are increasingly reliant on 49 palms Oasis Spring to survive the hot summer months. The closure began June 1st and will stay in effect until summer monsoon, monsoon rains provide enough to increase water availability for the bighorns. The oasis is surrounded by palm trees and mountains on park's northern side. An estimated 100 to 200 bighorn sheep live in the park. Coming up next, Spain moves to crack down on prostitution. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. I want my Broadcast voice of Marshall University, WMUL-FM, Huntington. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at Rotary.org. Rotary, 
Humanity in Motion. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Zane Townsend. And I'm Nick Mattawa. The trial of a Colorado businessman on charges that he ripped off thousands of donors who contributed to a campaign to build a wall along the southern United States border has ended in a mistrial after jurors deadlocked. The mistrial of the prosecution of Timothy Shea was granted today by a federal judge in New York after the jury reported it could not reach a verdict on three counts. After two previous notes uh, indicating a deadlock, the judge urged them to try again. Shea was left to stand trial alone after Steve Bannon was pardoned. Bannon was an advisor to Donald Trump, who was president at the time. Two other defendants pleaded guilty. Spain, one of the world's leading markets for prostitution, is hoping to move towards cracking down on the practice. Today, the lower house of parliament took the first step by admitting for debate a ruling Socialist Party proposal that would bring in fines for those who, excuse me, those use who pay for prostitutions. The bill does not make prostitution illegal, but proposes prison terms of between three and six years as well as fines for pimps. Prostitution is legal and widely available in Spain. A 2011 UN report said the country was the third biggest center for prostitution in the world behind Thailand and Puerto Rico. A Phoenix suburb is reviewing how it handles water rescues. As video of three police officers standing nearby as a homeless man drowns sparks outcry. The Tempe Police Department says the officers are on paid administrative leave after last month's drowning in a city lake. An uproar arose after Tempe Police released edited footage from officers' body cameras as well as a transcript of the May 28th incident. The transcript indicates 34-year-old Sean Bickings repeatedly pleading for help. A police union says officers are not trained for water rescues. The city says it will look at protocols where rescue equipment is placed around the lake. Former Illinois U.S. Representative John E. Porter has passed away to, at the age of 87. In a statement, Porter's family said he died Friday after a recent hospitalization. Porter was a Republican who represented the 10th District in northern Illinois from 1980 until 2001. Porter was a staunch fiscal conservative, a leader on international human rights, and a strong supporter of increasing funding for scientific and biomedical research. He also held moderate social views that are almost unheard of in today's Republican Party, including support for abortion rights and gun control. Several Iowa Democrats are competing for the chance to challenge Republican Senator Chuck Grassley in what will likely be an uphill effort to defeat one of the Senate's longest-serving members. Today's Democratic primary largely centers on a former congresswoman from Northeast Iowa, Abby Finkener, and a retired Navy Vice Admiral, Mike Franklin. Also running in an, is a physician, Glenn Hurst, who is city councilman and an official in the o- Iowa Democratic Party. Regardless of who emerges on top, the Democrat will face strong headwinds going against Grassley. He's seeking an eighth term in an increasingly Republican state. And coming up, David Atkins will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast and updates on the Russia-Ukraine war. Stay with us. Here 
at the Institute for Better Radio, we're always looking for ways to improve your listening experience on 88.1 WMUL. By using trained monkeys, we try out new innovations here before bringing them to you, our listener. For instance, how does no commercial sound? Smashing! How about a wide music variety? Outstanding! Because we're not money-driven, we can bring you better radio here on 88.1 WMUL. Now, back to the lab. It's important that healthcare providers, including doctors and nurses, either wash their hands with soap and water or use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer both before and after they touch you. Healthcare providers know to practice hand hygiene, but sometimes they forget. You and your loved ones can play a role by asking and reminding healthcare providers to wash their hands, especially while they're caring for you. They don't mind being asked to wash their hands. They want to prevent infections as much as you do. A message from the CDC. No score here at Camp Randall Stadium. Happy to have you along this Saturday afternoon. Back inside Reed Green Coliseum in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bobby Edding Sportsside bringing you all tonight's action. Marshall Trail Southern Miss. On the sky deck from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina. ECU leads the Thundering Herd. To the home center, Boone, North Carolina. Andrew Ranspacker on board. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm David Atkins, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Today, a warm, rainy morning gave way to a hot, humid, and overcast afternoon. The temperature is still climbing and will hit a peak of 83 degrees around 6 p.m. The rain and thunder are expected to continue through Wednesday night. But let that umbrella out of Don't let that umbrella out of your sight. Tonight's low will be around 64 before climbing back to 86 tomorrow afternoon and dropping again to 60 Wednesday night. Thursday, we... I apologize. Thursday, we should have a brief pause in the rain when we will have a partly cloudy skies and a high of 78 followed by a low of 56 overnight. Friday afternoon starts off with only a 30% chance of rain, but that will increase to 70% by 9 p.m. Friday... (laughs) I'm sorry. Friday's high will be 80, followed by an overnight low of 60. Your weather word of the day is SKU-T, which is a thermodynamic diagram on which temperature dew point, and winds are plotted for the various levels in the atmosphere. Meteorologists receive the data needed to construct a SKU-T diagram. The weather balloon launches. SKU-T charts are a great way to diagnose how stable or unstable the atmosphere is on a given day. Thanks to weatherology.com for that information. At New Center 88, it is a cloudy and humid 82 degrees Fahrenheit or 28 degrees Celsius. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for New Center 88. I'm David Atkins. Thanks, Dave. Now onto Russia and Ukraine news. Russia claims to have taken control of 97% of one of the two provinces that make up Ukraine's Donbass bringing the Kremlin closer to its goal of fully capturing the eastern industrial heartland 
of coal mines and factories. Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shogo says Moscow's forces held nearly all of Lungas province, and it appears that Russia now occupies roughly half of Donetsk province, according to Ukrainian officials and military analysts. Imprisoned Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny has lost an appeal contesting the decision by penitentiary officials to label him as, quote, inclined to commit crimes of a terrorist or extremist nature, unquote. Navalny received a designation in October of last year. He and his defense team filed an appeal contesting the label, but a panel of judges today rejected the appeal and ruled to keep the designation in place. Navalny, President Vladimir Putin's fiercest foe, was arrested in January 2021 upon returning from Germany, where he had been recuperating from nerve agent poisoning that he blames on the Kremlin and handed a two-and-a-half-year sentence for a parole violation. In March, Navalny was sentenced to nine years in prison on fraud and other charges. Russia has begun turning over the bodies of Ukrainian fighters killed at the Ostrovidel Steelworks. The fortress-like plants in the destroyed city of Maripol, the fighters' last-ditch stand, became a symbol of resistance against Moscow's invasion. Dozens of bodies recovered from the bombed-out mills, now Russia-occupied ruins, have been transferred to the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, where DNA testing is underway to identify the remains. That is according to Moscow Sorin, a military commander and former leader of the Azov Regiment, which was among the Ukrainian unions that defended the plant for nearly three months before surrendering. European Council President Charles Michel is accusing Russia of using food supplies as, quote, a stealth missile against developing countries, unquote, and blaming the Kremlin for the looming global food crisis. Russia's UN ambassador, Vasily Nebenzia, walked out of yesterday's Security Council meeting to protest what his deputy called Michel's comments, quote, rude, unquote. Michelle addressed Nebenzia directly at the council meeting, saying he saw millions of tons of grain and wheat stuck in containers and ships at the Ukrainian port of Odessa a few weeks ago. He said that was, quote, because of Russian warships in the Black Sea, unquote, and Moscow's attacks. Coming up next, across the Pacific once more, stay tuned. Welcome to the Music Request Hotline. Please state the name of the genre you'd like to hear. Alternative? You said hip-hop. If that's correct, please say yes. No. You have confirmed hip-hop. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I said alternative. Country you want to hear? No, no, no. Country it is. No, I said, said alternative. Sports. Alternative rock. Music. No, no, okay, no, no. Tired of ignored requests? Call 696-6651 and get what you asked for on WMUL-FM. No, I want to hear jazz. I'm playing the jazz. Freedom of, speech freedom, of speech means means freedom of speech means freedom to say, I don't like the cafeteria food. I'm pro-choice. I'm bipolar. I want change in my government. The freedom to say, I'm Republican and I'm gay. As, as long, long as, as it's, it's not, not hurting, hurting anyone, anyone. Whatever I say. Whatever I say. I have the freedom. I have the freedom to say it. I have the freedom to say it. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singer. Oh man, we're out of range. I'll miss all of my favorite music. No worries. 
With WMUL's 24-7 live stream, the cutting edge of your radio dial becomes the cutting edge of your phone too. Just go to marshall.edu slash WMUL and your favorite music goes wherever you do. I'll pull it up now, just in time for more music. Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. And finally today on New Center 88, what's an appropriate adventure for an 83-year-old person? Depends on the person, of course, but for Kenichi Hori of Japan, his idea of adventure is something that people decades younger would envy. Hori is just back from a solo, non-stop voyage across the Pacific. He began the trek in San Francisco in March, and his arrival on Cape Strait of Japan's western coast Saturday ended the voyage 69 days later. He's the oldest person to accomplish this feat. Hori has another big adventure to his credit. In 1962, he became the first person ever to complete a solo nonstop voyage across the Pacific from Japan to San Francisco. And now, 60 years later, he did it in reverse. It's called a trifle. For people in the UK, being named the official pudding of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee is no trifling matter. And the 31-year-old copywriter who beat up 5,000 desserts in a UK-wide competition for the honor is thrilled to have had a part in the celebration which ended this past weekend. Gemma Melvin's truffle features a seven-layer lemon Swiss roll and amaretti topped with whipped cream and crumbled cookies. Armed with the recipe, many a Jubilee celebrants feature it at their own Jubilee events. Some celebrities are starting to get limber for an event related to the Major League All-Star Game in Los Angeles next month. Among those signed on to play the annual celebrity softball match are actors Rob Lowe, Zachary Levi, Samo Lu, and Yai Abdul-Mateen II. They will be taking the field with musical artists like Jojo Siwa and Quavo. The contest is set for July 16th, three days before the MLB All-Star Game, which will be played at Dodger Stadium. And that does it for this summer edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news for Marshall University in the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Nick Matawa, David Atkins, Zane Bowles, and the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Zane Townsend. And your thought of the day is, if you don't take a chance, you won't have a chance. Kale Yarborough.